outdoor adventure won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. You simply pour a can into your gas tank. Hunters and anglers rely on Seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should the entire season. So pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on FishingBooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at FishingBooker.com to book your trip today. Welcome to the Wired to Hunt podcast, your home for deer hunting news, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Mark Kenyon. Welcome to the Wired to Hunt podcast. I'm your host, Mark Kenyon. This is episode number 253, and we are here today for another episode of our Rut Radio mini-series in which we're chatting with hunters all across the country to get the latest on what's happening in the whitetail world progress of the rut and the tactics that are working right now welcome to the wired to hunt podcast i am your host spencer newharth and this week we are without our fearless leader mark kenyon Mark and I just couldn't put it together this week for getting on a call uh, just with the holidays and as I am traveling and he's been traveling, um, it just didn't work out. So I am going to take you guys through the intro solo. Ordinarily, one thing that Mark would ask me in the intro is if there are any themes from this week's episode. I would say this week that theme would be that we are coming back to food sources. If the rut is a bell curve, then... We are now on the other side, for most of the country, we are on the other side of the top of that bell curve, so the buck movement is going to be on the way down. But with that, you're still going to have bucks that are very interested in does, and where the does want to be right now is going to be on that food in the evenings. So this is really exciting if you're someone who has a quality food source, or if you are a hunter who prefers sitting field edges. Uh, those evenings on field edges are going to be really good right now and probably for this next week or so as we get into December. Something else from this week's set of callers is that you hear a few people talk about calling right now using some rattling, grunting, etc. Most folks don't think of late November and think of using some different calling strategies, but that could be a good technique for getting a buck to show himself, whether you're gun hunting or bow hunting, looking to close the distance on a specific deer or just get one to step out of the timber. That is something that you could be doing even as the best rutting is behind us. Now, if Mark was here, he would also compliment me and be fawning over the two deer that I just killed. Um, If you go to Instagram 
and check out a few of my latest posts, you'll see the buck that I just killed in South Dakota on Saturday, and then the buck that I just killed in Kentucky on Wednesday. So if you head over there to at Spencer Newharth on Instagram, uh, you'll see why Mark was so jealous and why he did not want to join me on the podcast this week. If Mark were here, he would also be complimenting me on this week's slate of guests and how great of a job I did covering the entire country. So for this week on the podcast, we have Todd Pregnitz from White Knuckle Productions in Iowa, and then in Virginia from Arrow Addicts TV is Aaron Lee, and then we talked to Scott Spitzley in Michigan from Dirt Nap Gear, and then from Louisiana Bowhunter in Louisiana is Kyler Mopper. Uh, one more thing Mark would want me to tell you guys about is TheMeatEater.com. If you haven't been there lately, go check it out. It looks a little different than it did about a month ago or so. Um, specifically, there's now a lot of great whitetail content on there written by myself, Mark, and Pat Durkin. So if you are looking for some new reading material, TheMeatEater.com is now a great resource for that kind of thing, even for whitetail hunters. That's enough for me, though. Let's go to our first caller. Uh, I have to say, I think this has maybe been the best intro that Rut Radio has ever had. And uh, I have Mark's proxy, and so I'm going to agree for him. Before we go to our first report, though, let's pause for a word from our sponsors at Whitetail Properties. This week with Whitetail Properties, we are joined by Tony Hansen, a land specialist out of Michigan. And Tony is going to be telling us about how hunting strategy changes in pressured states like Michigan. I'd say the biggest difference is that just the availability, the number of older deer is much, much lower. So you don't have, you know, a bunch of them to pick from. So you, you've got to be pretty careful with the ones that you do have to hunt. And, you know, for me, it, it's all about trying to manage the, the ground that I've got so that I do have that age structure because it's, it's probably not going to be there on the neighbors. If you'd like to learn more, and to see the properties that Tony currently has listed for sale, visit whitetailproperties.com backslash Hansen. That's H-A-N-S-E-N. All right, and joining us on the line first is Todd Pregnitz from White Knuckle Productions in Iowa. Now, Todd, in Iowa, what would you say the buck activity has been lately on a scale of 1 to 10? 1 to 10, probably about a 5 to a 6. A lot of it really depends on, uh, on hot does this time of year. I, I think a lot of times we get caught into this generalization about the rut, but the fact of the matter is when a doe comes into heat, it really does change everything in that area. Um, and for around here, we have a, we do have an older age class uh, of deer that are kind of like the dominant deer that usually this time of year, if there's a doe that's hot, they will, she'll be with a mature deer. Um, not always, but oftentimes this is the time of year where I guess the, the bigger, more dominant animals kind of succeed. But this is actually my favorite time of year to catch bucks because not only is the rut still going on, so they still got that vulnerability, so to speak, but they're also starving to death. So a lot more starts transferring back to food, uh, which actually makes it easier to hunt these big bucks. So is food something you'll focus on in the morning as well? This time of year, I kind of start easing back for morning sets. Um, if I am going to be hunting mornings, I will only go into spots that I really believe are right next to their bedding area. Um, I'm just not a huge fan of hunting food in the mornings. Uh, I think most of the time we're hunting specific spots based on wind. So like, let's just say, for example, you're waiting for that cold front or that Northwest wind to come in. So when you finally get it, I kind of would rather put all my eggs in one basket and, and try one good evening set on the food, as opposed to trying to go in in the morning because um, I think a lot of times you do more damage than good 
particularly this time of year where they're just not up traveling as much during daylight. So what kind of food sources do you prefer to focus on this time of year? Well, we are fortunate here in Iowa. We've got lots of beans and corn and agriculture just kind of everywhere. So there's a lot of good food supply there. If you have standing corn or beans, this is the time of year they'll really start hitting it uh, for that higher protein uh, count. And just last week, I, I hunted a spot that had a bunch of standing beans, and literally it had been almost dead the entire rut. But we got a little bit of snow, about two inches of snow, and it changed everything. Like within 24 hours, pretty much every deer in the neighborhood was hitting that standing bean plot. And I think a lot of it just comes with the cold because they have to produce so much more energy to stay warm. Uh, they go to the highest uh, benefit, beneficial food sources, which are beans and corn. It fills them up, makes them feel warm. It has lots of protein, uh, just basically allows them to produce more heat. Um, however, green food sources can still be really good too. I'll be hunting uh, tomorrow night. I'm actually planning on going hunting a, a green food source, but it's going to be a little bit cool, a little bit warmer conditions, about 50 degrees. So I actually kind of like hunting my green plots when it's a little bit more mild. And then as soon as the cold, cold, cold weather comes hunt starts coming in, that's when I really like to focus on the beans and corn. But the big thing is, you know, no matter what time of year it is, you've got to have fresh areas to move into to hunt. Um, you can't keep pounding and pounding and pounding the same spot. So um, I kind of like to use the holidays to spend some time with my family, uh, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas. Kind of let some of your areas die down a little bit, give them a break, and then kind of plan your next hunts based on the weather and the front. Uh, but then that that next series of hunts right after Thanksgiving can be absolutely fantastic. This window of the rut then where you can still find some mature bucks that just have one thing on their mind and they're harassing those does in the food. How long do you think that lasts? I've had really good rut hunts all the way through um, the end of November. Usually, usually around December 1st is when they pretty much, most of the does have been bred. Uh, there will still be one or two that will come in here and there but you just won't find the bucks out traveling. But all the way through, I mean, just for example, last year I went out and, and filmed on a, on a green food plot after Thanksgiving and ended up seeing one of the biggest bucks in our whole territory. And he was out in broad daylight feeding, but it was an area that hadn't been hunted hard. Um, and so he had kind of been left alone there. So he had no reason to, to not be out feeding during daylight. But through the any time in November is really good. And I've had some excellent late season rut hunts. And even just this last week, some of our team members uh, in Illinois and different places have been out and seeing tons of action. Um, because I think something about this rut was weird because it was so brutally cold in early November when it usually is pretty mild. It seemed like the rut was really suppressed. So I don't know if biologically, if the does just didn't come into heat or if it delayed them coming to heat, or we just didn't see the movement because of the cold. But this could be an interesting light rod. I'm kind of curious myself. I'm going to be hunting hard in the next week as we have some fronts and snow and things coming in. Um, but, dude, if it's November, there is always a chance of catching a buck with a hot doe, and it could be a, a monster. And, boy, they just they have no choice but to follow that hot doe where she goes. Now that we're on the other side of maybe, like, peak rutting, is there any calling or decoying strategies that you'll use here at the end of November? Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm always calling throughout the year. I'll just kind of raise and lower my aggression levels accordingly. But I'm a big fan of single grunts throughout the season. And like this time of year, like as an example, if I'm going to go sit out on a food plot or an area near food, 
you know, if there's no deer around, I will not hesitate to put a, a single loud grunt out there about every 30 minutes, give or take. And then as you get closer to prime time, I'll use, we, I have a tree thrasher call I developed, which attracts all deer, but it doesn't spook everything like rattling. Um, so I'll, I'll throw out a thrash session here and there just to see if I can pique the interest of a deer or a buck that's laying nearby. Um, if they're not out moving just to try to get them up a little bit early to get them out on the field or out in the open early. Um, but rattling this time of year, I'm just not a big fan. Now, some guys love it. Some guys love decoying and doing all those things. But for me, hunting this area year after year, chasing the same deer year after year, I found um, that type of aggressive aggressive calling is, is it does a little bit more damage than good, in my opinion. Uh, it can work, but I think if you're hunting the same deer, you don't want to necessarily completely educate them in the process because uh, there's always, you know, next week or next hunt or next year. So I kind of like to go a little bit more subtle, but I absolutely will call all the way through the season. Uh, and deer are just generally so generally attracted to that social sound of a grunt, deer making noise, rubbing antlers, thrashing trees, and all those things send a calming message that, hey, it's safe over here. And you basically create the next destination they want to come to. Going forward then this next week or so, what do you think that buck activity is going to be on a scale of one to 10 in Iowa? I'm going to say a seven coming up um, because we've got a major cold front coming with some big time snow. And I think most of the Midwest is going to get hit or at least the upper Midwest where they're looking at, we have eight inches predicted. And for us, dude, that's a lot of snow. So that's going to push a ton of deer onto the plots. Now, whether it's real rutting activity or not, mostly they'll be out there to feed and they'll be checking every other doe that's out there. All right, Todd. Well, congrats on that great buck you just killed. Good luck with the rest of your season and thanks for joining me. Hey, thank you very much and good luck to everybody out there hunting. Uh, Be safe and enjoy the holidays. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. All right, and joining us on the line next is Aaron Lee from Arrow Addicts TV in Virginia. Now, Aaron, in Virginia, what would you say the buck activity has been lately on a scale of 1 to 10? 1 to 10, probably be about a 6 or 7. It's kind of starting to slow down. Uh, I think the bucks are starting to catch on to the dogs running around, all the hunt clubs running dogs around. But other than that, buck activity has been pretty good for the still hunters. That's what we do. We still hunt. Um, a lot of bucks have been kind of moving around more at nighttime than the morning times or afternoons. But we have we do still have some activity um, with some you know, decent bucks in the afternoon. So I would give it about a six or seven. And what phase of the rut would you say the deer are in, in Virginia right now? We are, I would say probably towards the end post rut. Um, they were rutting real good a week or two ago. And I have noticed activity of, you know, rutting has kind of gone down the past week. Um, I haven't seen as many does running around or many bucks chasing. I have seen a few, but it's not as you know as hot as it was two weeks ago. So, given those factors that we're maybe on the other side of the rut, and uh, there are a lot of dogs in the wood from from hunt clubs, where are you focusing on to find some mature bucks on their feet? Um. Well, right now, as we speak, I am sitting as deep as you can on the property that we're leasing. Um, I got a swamp. It's thick. It's not down here, but there's a few openings. Um, we're basically planning on catching big bucks kind of slipping out of the native properties. Um, that they're, they're running dogs and stuff like that, trying to catch big bucks slipping. 
um, the thickets and afternoons kind of going towards the bean field. We got a bean field right up the road from us, or actually right outside the, right on the wood line from where we hunt at. Um, and, uh, we're kind of just seeing to come out there, eat the beans, the beans around, beans pretty much all we got as a food source around where we're hunting at right now. Do you notice a change in bedding this time of year when, uh, the woods get a little bit chaotic? Yeah, they'll, um, if they can find a, a short, most short pine thickets tend to be a good, uh, um, bedding ground for bucks and those and pretty much anything around this time of year or a little, just a small little thicket. They just got enough room to curl up in anything real thick. I think, um, that they feel a lot of protection with is, is pretty good, uh, bedding grounds right now. How about with sign making? Are you still seeing any fresh rubs or scrapes in the woods? Actually, I saw a fresh rub walking into the path, but all the other ones are from earlier this year. I have seen a couple scrapes um, with some like fresh buck tracks in it. I guess he come back and checked on it, um, but nothing, nothing too fresh other than that other uh, buck rub I saw earlier this this morning. And where are you using your trail cameras this time of year? Are they focused on uh, some specific trails or food sources, or, or what are you doing? We got I got a trail camera right in the corner of this bean field where we know is a good uh, it's a high travel uh, path the deer use. Um, comes right out the corner, right through the bean field, and it's pretty much a path that was cut through a, a thicket. Um, so we placed the trail camera there. We got a couple trail cameras throughout the woods just around the tree stands and um big bottoms you know where we think hot travel is um coming out of bedding areas we've got a couple trail cameras where we think they're bedding at um that's pretty much it for the trail cameras going forward then in this next week or so what do you think that buck activity is going to be on a scale of one to ten in virginia for this area southeastern virginia buck activity uh, probably about a seven or eight. They're still on their feet. If you're looking for a nice mature buck, you're not going to find one every single hunt. They are on their feet if you give it the time and you put some effort in it. I know the season's kind of coming, not towards an end, but dog, the dogs, the shotgun season just started, but we only got about another month, some change left. But if you give it some time and you give it some patience, you'll, you'll definitely get a nice buck, even though it's hard with the bedding area and dogs running around and the big bucks are trying to find a place, you know, just to kind of hang out at, not move around too much with the rut coming, coming towards an end. Um, I still definitely think you have a good chance of getting a decent buck if you put the time and, you know, determination into it. All right, Aaron, well, good luck with your hunt that you're currently on. Thanks for joining me. No problem. Have a good one. All right, and joining us on the line next is Scott Spitzley from Dirt Nap Gear in Michigan. Now, Scott, in Michigan, what would you say the buck activity has been lately on a scale of 1 to 10? You know, I'd probably give it around a 7 right now. Uh, through my observation and lack of sign I've been seeing, I think we've been pretty much well past the peak of the rut for a little bit now. Uh, however, I have had some good friends of mine uh, put some great bucks down within the last couple of days. I think they're finally getting out of that lockdown phase and uh, looking for that next hot doe. Uh, one of them actually shot their buck after he chased a doe uh, right under his tree. So, well, in Michigan, the gun season has been going on for about a week now, I believe. Uh, what is your strategy for finding bucks uh, that are maybe avoiding those gun hunters? 
you know, I try to set up close to doe bedding, um, near in a travel corridor on the downwind side. Um, if putting in the time in, I think you could have a chance at a mature buck cruising through there, uh, looking for another hot doe. Uh, and if you do, and if you are near doe bedding and you do happen to catch one still locked down, that could put you in the game as well, you know, depending on where the doe goes. So this time of year, the end of November, do you have a preference for morning or evening sits? I tend to focus more on evening sits. Uh, just in my experience, the mornings, just not a lot's going on. Um, I wouldn't necessarily favor the evenings. Um, if you're in the right spot, you can, you can catch a mature buck on his feet in the morning. So don't get me wrong. Um, but if you're the type of hunter that hunts over food, uh, I would definitely favor the evening, you know, on a big cold front day, uh, with some perfect weather conditions. So what food sources specifically are you looking for right now in Michigan? Um, where I hunt, I don't really have, uh, much availability to food sources. Um, so I'll hunt a travel corridor leading into the food. Um, but if someone did have that, I I mean, that access, I would, uh, definitely say, uh, to sit up near food because they're not going to be betting far from it. And they're going to, you know, try to get that, uh, that winter, (laughs) you know, get built up for the winter. So you mentioned before that, uh, you know, if the right weather comes along, what is the weather that you're looking for this time of year? I'm typically looking for a huge, uh, cold front day. You know, actually yesterday I ended up sitting most of the day, uh, the pressure peaked up to about 30.6. Um, uh, just high pressure days, cold, little wind, um, sunny days. I mean, just anything that you feel that uh, gets the deer on their feet in your area. Uh, that's that would be the right time to sit up on it. How about with calling or decoying? Are those strategies that you'll use in late November? Um, I do typically like to rattle a little bit. Uh, you never know if a buck, you know, just got done with a doe in the area. If he hears two bucks fighting, it might pique his interest a little bit. You know, get close enough to come check it out. So um, I don't. I don't try to blind call much. Haven't had good luck with it. If I do have a buck out of range, I'll try calling or grunting to it. Um, but I don't go too uh, too overboard with the calling. Going forward, then in this next week or so, what do you think that buck activity is going to be on a scale of one to ten in Michigan? You know, I'd probably give it about a five within the next week. You know, I, I hate not to feel optimistic, uh, but I think within the next week or so their focus is going to be uh, on the greens again, you know, before hard hard winter hits, uh, which can hurt the guys that don't have access to that. Excuse me. I can imagine the mature bucks not moving too far during daylight and uh, bedding fairly close to food. And that can all depend on the deer herd as well. You know, whether there are still hot does in the area. All right, Scott. Well, good luck with what's left of your season. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate it, Spencer. All right, and joining us on the line next is Kyler Moppert from Louisiana Bowhunter in Louisiana. Now, Kyler in Louisiana, what would you say the buck activity has been lately on a scale of 1 to 10? Buck activity for us so far this year has been, uh, so far this week has probably been about a 7. Um, we've got some parts of the state that is uh, kind of falling into that pre-rut time frame, um, especially the northern part, area 2, northwest, and uh, also 
the northeast parts of the state are, are definitely in pre-rut. Um, I think it's going to get uh, pretty hot and heavy here in the next two or three weeks, though. So your part of the state specifically, what stage of the rut would you say you're in there? Uh, we're we're still very early for us here. Um, I'm in Area 6 outside of Baton Rouge, and we're uh, just starting to see a couple of scrapes and rubs, nothing, um, nothing too aggressive and, and not a whole lot of daytime activity right now. Our rut is uh, really around Christmas to the beginning of the new year and sometimes going as, as late as uh, end of January, early February. So your setups, what are you focusing on then right now? Are you doing some mornings as well as evenings? Are you looking at food sources, water, bedding? Uh, you know, what is your strategy this time of year? Yeah, for, for right now, what I'm focusing on, uh, number one, any time I can get out in the woods is a, is a good time to hunt. So I'll hunt morning and evening. I'm mainly focusing on, uh, on pinch points and, and travel routes. Um, you know, some of our acorn trees, some of our oak trees have dropped out, but a lot of the white oaks are still dropping. Red oaks still have a lot on them. So that's always great for an afternoon hunt to get on a, uh, a red oak flat and uh, make sure you're playing the, the right wind. Um, I killed a few bucks last year on, on, on some oak flats that, uh, that produce well in the, in the, the, you could say the mid to late winter and, uh, get some good activity in the evenings. You mentioned sign making a little bit before. Uh, what is your strategy around sign making right now? Are you just running cameras on there or is that part of your hunting as well? Um, you know, this time of year, I'm running cameras. Uh, when I find a scrape, I'll try and hang a camera high and angle it down and, and just see what's hitting it because, uh, you know, this is a time of year where you start getting bucks you've never seen before. Um, so uh, every once in a while, I'll, I'll hang a camera over a scrape and check it just to see what's in the area. And then depending on which stand it is, try and hunt a little downwind of it, um, try and catch something coming in and checking it before dark. Um, but, uh, you know, I had a few new bucks show up this week. Um, some of them are uh, kind of confirming to me that I don't want to hunt the area because I don't have anything substantial checking. Um, but one of the cameras, I've got a nice buck that I'm uh, going to start targeting here as soon as, as soon as he starts making some daylight appearances. Between now and the rut, uh, if you're trying to find a buck on its feet during daylight, are there any specific weather patterns or moon phases that get you excited about maybe seeing some more daytime movement? Absolutely. Uh, I always try and hunt the, the, the back half of a rainstorm, especially if it's uh, if I'm checking the checking the weather. If I see it's going to stop raining raining about two or three o'clock, um, or sometimes even as late as four or five o'clock, I might go throw my rain gear on, climb up in the rain just to be there next to the bedding area when he decides to stand up and start walking. You know. Will you see any kind of shift in bedding uh, between now and maybe peak rut hitting? No, our, our, our bedding stays about the same all year long. I mean, we're such a thick, thick state to hunt anyway that um, I, don't, I don't generally see a whole lot of shift in bedding. Every once in a while, you'll see them bed down under the oaks or in the oak flats, and you'll push them out in the morning when you go to hunt. Um, but uh, typically, some of your thickets that you would imagine there would be a deer stand in there, there's, uh, they're going to be in there from the beginning of the season till the end. You mentioned before that you think we are even uh... – ahead of pre-rut right now does that mean in your part of the state you're still seeing some bachelor groups maybe absolutely yeah a couple of areas are still seeing bachelor groups because like i said i mean there was even a um there was a buck killed in velvet uh 
I want to say at the very beginning of November, um, up on the northern part of the state, kind of uh, in Tinsaw Parish, there was a buck killed in, killed in velvet on public land. And I mean, you've got buck, you got bucks in velvet, you've got bucks that are still traveling together in groups of two to five. Um, you know, the you know the rest still a long ways off. You know. Going forward, then this next week or so, what do you think that buck activity is going to be on a scale of one to ten in Louisiana? So for the next week, I think it's going to stay about the same. We're not going to start heating up. Um, for some really good hard pushes at a, a you know rut movement until um, until probably the week week or two before Christmas. So we're probably two or three weeks out. So the next week I'm going to leave it at a seven. Um, and uh, you know I would say if you can get near some bedding areas or you know you have a travel trail where uh, you've got some bucks walking and they're feeling pretty confident that they're not going to get pushed around or, or be pressured, then I would hone in on that. All right, Kyler. Good luck with the long season head. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Have a good day. And that concludes this week's episode of Wired to Hunt's Rut Radio. Thanks to Todd, Aaron, Scott, and Kyler for joining me, and thank you guys for listening. As always, make sure you're following Wired to Hunt on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and follow me at Spencer Newharth and my blog Rutfresh on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Good luck to everybody who is hunting over this holiday break, and until next time, stay Wired to Hunt. Outdoor adventure won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. You simply pour a can into your gas tank. Hunters and anglers rely on seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should the entire season. So pick up a can of seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit seafoamworks.com to learn more. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember the old ceremonial hunting tradition of eating the heart out of the first animal you kill. Meat from those organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. You can get those same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from Heart and Soil. Find out more at heartandsoil.co. And remember, use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase.